This is the podcast for your punk ass. And boy, we got a lot to do today. I'm your host, David A. Canton, with my producer extraordinaire, Jerry B. Yo, Park without Vicky's like Ali without Frazier. Ja Rule without Fishy. I even got beef with my neighbors. Cause if you fall apart, then you fall off the grind. It'll take them time to find your body and even longer to solve the crime. They'll crunk the thump just to muffle a bump. Then grab all the junk and jump like they smelling the skunk. They won't prevent them from shooting or even blame them for raping. But correct me if mistaken, they're trying to save them from vaping. Impeach the president. So here we go. Another school year. Another season of college football. But we also had another great summer for Coco Goff, the 15-year-old phenom tennis player. Did well in Wimbledon, did well again at U.S. Open. 15 years old, folks. 15 years old. Congratulations to her, her parents, her team. But you know what I find funny? She's 15, and I didn't hear one person say during interviews... Why don't you go to college before you become a pro tennis player? I didn't hear one person ask Michael Phelps why didn't he go swim at the University of Missouri or Maryland, wherever, before he went pro. This question doesn't come up. You don't see the coach from the Stanford women's tennis team, which won a national championship, knocking on Coco Goff's door door to her parents. Because what they decided was, we want to take our talents to the WTA, the Women's Tennis Association, and get on the tour and get paid. So Goff has deals with New Balance, uh, Spaghetti Brand, and Barcella, and another grant, another brand. And that's only going to increase with the success. I mean, she's not even in high school. She was homeschooled. Somebody should start there. Well, are you going back to school next week? When do you have physics class? Don't you have a test? So in tennis, it's not a problem. In swimming, it's not a problem. No one, no broadcaster, McEnroe, Chris Everett Lloyd, Fowler, ESPN, all them cats, none of them is going to go to the conference. Coco, great season. Are you going to enroll in Stanford? You know you must get an education. You can't be out here. You didn't even graduate from high school. What are you about that part of your life? What they're going to ask is, we're looking forward to the Australian Open. And everybody's okay with that. Everyone's nodding their head, shaking in agreement. She's the next star. However, you know I'm going there. When it comes to (laughs) basketball, there comes a problem. Yes. Most of these are young black males. There's a problem. You see? But we slowly, we slowly but surely are seeing this thing being challenged. One by the number one high school guy this year, I think R.J. Hampton, playing professionally in Australia. And also Kenyon Martin's son's going to play professionally too. Branding Jennings did it years ago when he played one year of uh, European ball. Slowly but surely, this thing, the NC2A hustle, is being cracked open. And let's start with the state of California and the Fair Pay to Play Act, which passed unanimously in the House and the Senate. It even has the president of NC2A shaking in his boots, Mark Emmerich, in his big office, 
big salary in Indianapolis. He's making millions, millions, eating off the backs of college football and basketball players. Well, Dave, just today as we're recording, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, signed a bill to allow college athletes to hire agents and make money from endorsements. So what does that mean going forward? Let's does... get this thing clear. Think All of right. it this way. We look at college sports. Think of Amazon. Yeah. Football and basketball are Bezos. They're the CEOs that generate this beast. Then whatever the least revenue, net producing sport, whatever that college is, they're the Packer. I mean, let's keep it real. Whatever sport where the tenants is zero, uh, surviving on a shoestring budget, even look at the coaches and staff salaries, those are the Packers in college sports. I don't know what team it is. Go to university, look up the numbers. It's all there. I'm not calling any sport out, but you can look it up and find it at any given time. So like in life, that's how it works. Bezos, the managers get paid X, and then the Packers get $15 an hour. That's the same structure within Division One athletics. But let's look at the Fair Pay to Play Act. Basically what it's saying is college athletes, their name, image, and likeness can get paid. This goes back to Ed O'Bannon when they sued Electronics EA Sports, who used those images in the video games and they didn't get paid. We can also look at Fab Five jerseys. Remember that back in the day? All those jerseys in the store, you there dunking, lifting weights, running around, doing push-ups, and you're not getting a check because you're an amateur. So Emirate writes a letter to California, almost kind of threatening them, which really galvanized folks saying, oh, okay, you trying to threaten, threaten the state? You know who we are? We're California. We're West Side, left coast. We're a billion dollar, trillion dollar state. Just like years ago, the SAT, California said, you know what? We got a problem. SAT change. You bow down to California. We're almost like a country a sta- a country within the well, state. Well, now in the state of California, under the new law, schools will not pay athletes, but athletes can hire agents to seek out business deals for them. So that's a game changer right So there. now the NC2A is scrambling. Yep. They got Michael. They got Drake. Not Drake, OVO Drake. Michael Drake, the president of The Ohio State University, on a committee where they're trying to come up with solutions. So they said, okay, you know what? People in swimming and tennis, they can keep their money or get their money when they win Olympic medals. So in other words, if Christian Leitner played on a dream team in 92, did he get paid when they won the gold medal? Did he get a check? Now by then he might have been a senior, so then he could keep his check. Or the sister that was uh, the swimmer from Stanford, uh, uh, Simone Manuel, she won medals. Did she keep her cash? So in those cases, it's okay. But the thing with Emirates is saying, you know, in California, you pass this bill, your athletes cannot compete in NC2A tournaments because now you're not amateurs, you're professionals. But let's really be honest, folks. Name, likes, and images. If you play the Division Three school, come on now. There's New Balance knocking on your door. Let's be honest. You're talking for a few elite athletes. They can hire agents. Let's be honest, folks. If you're the second-string quarterback at a Division III college, now, if you can afford an agent, that's great. Hopefully, you can afford it. We're talking the top of the top. So we're talking about Stanford, USC, UCLA, and Cal Berkeley. 
So for Emirates, that's an unfair advantage. So let's say the top football players and basketball players from the South go out there because now what? They can sell their name, likeness, and image. So I can't stress this enough. College athletes, particularly Division I, receives a stipend. Now, how much varies on the school and the program? A stipend is a monthly check. Now, you'll hear some athletes that had no money. Yeah, because it's not much, Dave. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm convinced from the few I've spoken to, and obviously yeah. it's thousand athletes, they receive a stipend, a 12-month stipend. Uh-huh. A scholarship is a year-to-year contract. The stipend allows the athletes to have to work in the summertime. They have something coming in. Could be as much as 500 a month to 2000 a month. Okay, that's the stipend. That's how they get that's how they get that money. Now, the other argument is Division 1 sports big power 5 programs bring in a lot of money. That is undeniably false. Most programs lose money. In fact, there's a great article that I read called Playing in the Red that looked in the Washington Post in 2014 that studied 48 out of the 53 Power 5 programs in their, in their profits, in their margins. People don't realize that. Now, though. private yeah. universities like Stanford, yeah. Duke, and Vanderbilt don't have to report. But what people don't understand uh, is colleges are non-profits. Yeah. So their role is not to generate profits for shareholders. What you are measuring is net revenue. So the article looked at Rutgers, which played the first football game against Princeton on November 6th, 1869. And they haven't won since. And, of course, Auburn (laughs) University, a big-time football powerhouse. Now you're talking. And what the author concluded, both schools were losing money. Why? Overspending. So, for example... When Auburn went to the finals against Florida State, they take 300 people, full expense paid, eight-day vacation. You see what I mean? Auburn bought two jets for recruiting, $13 million. Huge scoreboard, $13.7 million. It's all in the article, folks. Most programs in the, S- Most programs in the Big Ten... Three programs in the Big Ten lost money, right? Now, schools like Ohio State, Michigan, they have positive revenue. But all the athletic directors, particularly one of Auburn, you know what they say? We need this to remain competitive. And keep up with Alabama. So yeah. back in 2004, athletics was $2 billion. Now mm-hmm. you're spending $4 billion. Look at that increase, 200% increase. But the bulk of the money goes to staff salaries and benefits that's the problem the highest paid public employees in michigan is what harbor harbaugh in alabama is saving in south carolina it's sweeney according to the article auburn you have all these coach coaching jobs making a hundred thousand dollars in an area when the average debt income is thirty five thousand so these cats are balling now you're gonna say yes there's pressure to win but that's the risk and then Auburn was also paying two coaches. They fire one coach, pay another coach. So there's constant spending. And then when they short on money, you know what they do? They charge student fees. Go If you're in school, look at your student's bill. These fees. 
as a way to generate money. Well, Rutgers just actually fired their football coach yesterday, so they'll save a few bucks there, right? So remember, they're nonprofits. We're looking at net revenues. So Ohio State is fine. Yeah. Michigan is fine. Mm-hmm. Some schools like Indiana knows how to balance their budgets, but they don't win anything anymore. In other words, Indiana has $60 million, They're going to spend $50 million. They're not going to get caught up in the arms race, but they're also not going to win anything. So it's a trade-off. But the ones that win, or not even win, but the ones that think they have to overspend to remain competitive, that's what Auburn does. Even here, UConn had a $40 million deficit in the athletics department. UConn, they don't win anything. But this is the thing of, of college sports. It's not profitable. The argument is, if it's not generating net revenue, how can you pay the players? Now remember, the players get stipends. The reality is, folks, the coaches, the staffs, the bloated salaries, plus all these other uh, wasted spending, that money can go to the players. Period. So in other words, they will receive the monies that they deserve. Now, of course, the coaches Saban's going to say and Sweeney's going to say, I've earned that. I'm packing the stadium, 100000 even though they don't play, they don't throw the ball, right? That's what they're going to say. But this is what's happening. All the money's on the top with salary, staff, and benefits, and facilities, scoreboards, Xbox in the locker room, Egyptian, I don't know, Egyptian cotton towels. <laughs> That's nice. Right? I guarantee half those players want that. You know what? Forget yeah. that damn Xbox. Put that money in my pocket. Exactly. I yeah. bet you if you surveyed them, they say, you know what? I don't need a damn 89-inch flat screen XD67ED, whatever they call those screens. <laughs> Give me that money. That's the reality, folks. All the money's tied. When you look at the game, look at the sidelines. When you watch the the Pro Bowl game, when you watch the the bowl games, 300, 200, they're flying all these people for free. The band, the boosters, free airline tickets, free hotels. So if you get $2 million, half is going to pay for the whole posse, the entourage, all the folks that go to what? All the bowl games. So the net revenue is what they're looking at in the article, not profits, because what? They're non-profits. So, for example, in the ACC, six schools in the red. In the Pac-10, seven schools in the red. This is a problem. So California is trying to figure it out. And LeBron James, who's been going in on the NC2A for years... They can't stand them. Shut up and dribble. Getting involved. Tell them folks to vote to pass the Fair Play to Pay Act. And it did pass in California. That's what California does. Yeah, I'm telling about Now the NC2A is scrambling. But they're not going to talk about what I'm talking about, cutting them salaries. Yo, Nick Saban, you know what? We're cutting you in half, so, son. I wouldn't tell you we're if gonna I did. We're going to put this money and we're going to start paying these players. Yo, Dabo, sweetie, you, gotta, you better start dabbing. We can start cutting these salaries. You got a problem, go ahead and coach high school. Yo, Harbaugh, you know, we cutting your salary. You got a problem, go put on some skinny jeans, get them damn big old uh, uh, cargo pants. What do you call those? Uh, I can't think of them right now. We're cutting salaries. going through the line, and we're cutting salaries, taking that money, 
and start putting money in these players' pockets. Stop. Stop it. And I get people to say, what about women's sports? Yeah. I'm just, no, I'm not discriminating. I'm saying the reality is right. ESPN, mm-hmm. Pac-12, all these contracts, all these TV revenue was based off football and basketball, which allows these other sports to be on television. Women's volleyball, men's and women's soccer. But if you look at the ratings and the revenue, they don't generate anything. But all those athletes are getting a stipend. And as I said before, 70% of D1 athletes are second generation. So it's not that they're super wealthy. But if you play on the polo team, you probably came from resources. Getting a little 2000 a month on top of what mom and dad can kick down. You good. There's no pro polo league. Water polo. So you good. Traveling for free. You're in the pool. You're working out. Whatever. So there's a class thing as well going on here. But the bottom line is the football and basketball. So schools need to sit down and figure out a way how to increase that stipend. That's what I'm. That's the bottom line. Stipend, pay, whatever language. Let's not get caught in a language game. We know what we're talking about here. When you're watching those games, dudes getting beat up. You see these coaches, nine to ten million dollars. White guys balling. Their kids don't have to play. Their grandkids are taken are taken care of. While you know these kids, now again, they're not seventy percent of the visual or second gen. So we don't have to say, well, these kids come where there's no food, there's mayonnaise sandwiches. That's not accurate. They're coming from middle, lower middle, upper middle class homes. But nevertheless, they should still get compensated. I don't care. If you play quarterback for Auburn and your dad's a medical doctor, it doesn't matter. In Wall Street, that's how it works, right? If you're a second-gen stock trader, you still get paid. They don't say, well, yo, your dad inherited wealth. You're going to get a pay cut. You get what you earn. So that, that, that argument makes no sense. And then we also know cats get injured. They get cut and leave with nothing but memories. Memories don't pay bills. You can't go to the mortgage mortgage man and say, you know what? Back in 75, I ran for 200 yards or I had a triple-double. Oh, okay, your mortgage is paid. Yeah, that'll work. Who does that? I wish it was like that. Because, you know, I got plenty of memories, Beats. I can share a couple, but I won't. Okay. <laughs> so let's see what happens. Let's see what NC2A comes up in October. Will they punish USC, Stanford, and these athletes from not competing NC2A? Will they take that bold stand? There are some in California who are nervous. They think they might take that stand. So this is what we're talking about here. But what it gets down to, Beaks, is what? Yeah. You want to change something, you got to do something. True. Yep. And that's what California's legislators have done. Uh-huh. LeBron James has chimed in. He's sick and tired of hypocrisy. And it's long overdue to refigure how these athletes are going to increase, whether you say compensation or stipend, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it can't be one general numbers that, first of all, it's not, it's not working. Mm. Or we know that we got to start cutting these coaches' salaries, benefits, and stop investing so much in these facilities in this arms race. That's the problem. And now we know, I told you recently, that 
more money's being spent on salaries and benefits the amount of money on scholarships so this is out of control the spending who gets paid who gets the job and we, we talked about the receiver coach of what Ohio State. Yeah, Earl Bruce's Remember grandson. Zach Smith? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we know all these jobs on the side are through what? Nepotism, mm-hmm. your friend, your homie. The hookup. Yeah. So you got these guys making $100,000 in rural Mississippi, balling out of control, coaching football. You see? Why well, you got coaches on other squads, you know, living on campus, housing, getting free food, but making 30000 because the sport doesn't generate net revenue. So this whole system needs to be what? There needs to be an enema in the NC2A, an enema in college sports. Clean that you-know-what out. Well, with the governor of California making it official today, hopefully other states will follow suit very soon. So we'll see. That's the show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we're always available on iTunes. And we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible. Because without you, dark brown shades of my skin, there would only be us. Only add color to my tears. Oh, oh, that splash against my hollow bones. That rocks my soul. Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black? Uh Somebody tell me what can I do? Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black? Yeah In this world of no pity I was raised in the ghettos of the city Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny, yeah, oh, Lord, something is holding me back, uh-huh, is it because I'm black?